When it comes to weight loss, no two people are the same. That's why Noom builds personalized plans based on your unique psychology and biology. Take Brittany. After years of unsustainable diets, Noom helped her lose 20 pounds and keep it off. I was definitely in a yo-yo cycle for years of just losing weight, gaining weight, and it was exhausting. And Stephanie. She's a former D1 athlete who knew she couldn't out-train her diet, and she lost 38 pounds. My relationship to food before Noom was never consistent. And Evan, he can't stand salads, but he still lost 50 pounds with Noom. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. Even through the pickiness, Noom taught me that building better habits builds a healthier lifestyle. I'm not doing this to get to a number. I'm doing this to feel better. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom users compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This is a podcast from Minute Media. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Netflix Life, a streaming TV podcast from Fansided. I'm Bryce Olin, and I'm joined by my co-host, Cody Schultz. Uh, the Emmys are finally upon us. We've got a bunch of thoughts on the nominees, some predictions, and a lot to discuss. So the award show is scheduled for Sunday, September 19th at 8, 7 central on CBS uh, with host Cedric the Entertainer. This is his first time hosting. And you can also live stream the Emmys on Paramount+. Plus. They won't be on Netflix, unfortunately. Um... But I guess let's just jump in, Cody. So are these the best Emmys um, or like the best Emmy year uh, for like the diversity of the nominees and mainstream series getting some nods? It's usually reserved for uh, cable channels or the, the streaming services. Yeah, I feel like this year really when like when they announced the nominations, I was like, this year feels different. Like, And I think it really was the result of, of course quarantine and COVID and all that because we saw a lot of these acclaimed shows that normally would take up all the spots at the nominations kind of get bumped back a little bit and so I think that really opened the door for some of these years uh, some of this year's nominees to kind of get in there you've got like Bridgerton I don't know would that have been a show that could have got you know nominated in a general year we've got WandaVision has a ton of nominees uh, nominations The Mandalorian so there's a lot more streaming and a lot of like those big flagship shows that we have kind of seen overlooked in the past even the boys picked up some for Amazon so it's like it really feels like this year just came together and I feel like there are shows that everyone was talking about. Like sometimes you get a lot of like the award shows tend to be like those acclaimed ones and not maybe the biggest shows of the year. And I really feel like this year is the mix of both. Yeah, it's interesting. It's like the prestige like drama is always like the the big, uh, I don't know, like a Game of Thrones or something like that. I know that Game of Thrones maybe didn't like win all of the time, but it was definitely in the in the running every year. Um, I like the the like I don't know mix of nominees that we have this year, and I think that you nailed it. Just with the whole pandemic year, everything getting delayed, things sped up. Um, it's just been really weird, and I guess it's going to be really interesting to see like how it all shakes out. Because I think, correct me if I'm wrong, was last year was that the Shit's Creek year? That was last year, right? Yeah. yeah, last year was basically like it was Shit's Creek's like one like I think everything in the comedy like but because they did the Emmys weird like it felt like they won more than maybe they even did because in a normal Emmy year they kind of bounce around with the categories but because it was in you know the heat of the pandemic they did like genre by genre so it was like there for like a whole stretch it was just like Shit's Creek winning everything for like an hour <laughs> as we went through all the comedy categories. That's right. I hope that they don't do that again. I hope that they mix it up because it at least keeps it interesting rather than just being like best comedy, best actor in a comedy, best supporting actor in a comedy. And then if it's the same show winning, it's just like 
it's too much. It's too much. So I guess uh, I know that last year a lot of people were rooting for Schitt's Creek because it hadn't uh, had the success at the Emmys that people thought it should, I guess. And um, But I guess uh, so that's over now. So is there any any favorites? Who are you rooting for this year? Yeah, so I think going into this, the one I'm rooting the most for is WandaVision. Like, I mm-hmm. won't even hide it. Like, I am really rooting for WandaVision to pick up some big wins. I mean, they've already taken home a few in the creative arts, which I feel like is a positive, like, sign that they've picked up a couple there. Um, of course, that doesn't always translate to picking up some wins in the bigger categories, but I'd love to see the show get some recognition, maybe take the best limited series. Elizabeth Olsen is one that I'm really, really rooting for just because I feel like she was so phenomenal in WandaVision. Like, she was just amazing. Like, the, the, the range she showed with that role from the comedy, the drama, like, she just brought so much to it. I'd be, I'm going to be heartbroken if she doesn't win. Yeah, I agree. I mean, the, how many shows, I guess, do you have where you have, like, she was basically playing, like, a different character in, like, every single episode. That was very cool to see. Yeah, I'm going to be, I think, I can't remember if they got nominated in the costumes, but I'd be shocked if they didn't because, I mean, the show really did. It took us through the decades and it was like, they. it really was such a love letter to television that I feel like the Emmys should like reciprocate that and give them some love, like with some wins. Um, I think the other one I'm rooting for on my end is Bridgerton. I think mm-hmm. that one was, again, one, it came out right at the end of 2020, was kind of, I feel like arguably one of the biggest shows of the year, granted it debuted at the very end of the year. But it just was such a good show, and I love seeing like fresh blood from Netflix in there. Um, of course, also rooting for Reggae John Page. I'd love to see him kind of sneak in. I feel like he's a dark horse in this race. They, he's not getting quite as much buzz as some of the other nominees. Um, so I feel like those are the two shows I'll be really rooting for. What about you? Yeah, I think uh, yeah. The any any Netflix nominee, I'm uh, I'm quite biased. I'm like, yeah, let's just have Netflix win all of them. Uh, but no, I I would love to see Bridgerton win something. I feel like that that show was so notable for like you know a variety of reasons and like uh, it was so popular. And I would love to see you know like the romance genre, which we're I feel like we've seen like an uptick in like the popularity of romance and uh, how it can be used. It you know um in like all the soap opera drama that comes with it like i feel like that that's like the type of show that i like so i'm like yeah let's like hopefully this gets some recognition i don't think outer banks was eligible this year but if they if they were that would have been my pick um i think ted lasso is probably my favorite show of any of the nominees this year i really really love ted lasso and i know that that is like not a unique opinion i feel like everyone pretty much loves that show if you've watched it um just because it's like feel good and just like so funny and um refreshing uh i would also love to see the boys win uh i thought it was notable that they were even nominated in like best drama um so to see the show win would be amazing i I will talk about a little that a little bit more but those are my uh uh three picks i think i said three but any any netflix all all of the above for netflix (laughs) Yeah, I feel like it's going to be interesting to see how many Ted Lasso picks up. I feel like that's, as we head into it, I feel like the comedy is maybe the one that's... I just I feel like Ted Lasso is the front runner by a long shot with comedy. Um, and so I'll be curious, like, how much will, will we see something similar like with Schitt's Creek? Like, will they pick up and kind of sweep the big categories? Or will there be some, like, others emerging and taking some wins there? But I think that one's definitely going to be one to watch during the Emmys. I, I feel like they're going to be a big winner that night. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's 
I don't know. I guess I would love to see Ted Lasso win, just like like you said, and in that's like the yeah has the Shit's Creek potential. Um, I guess could this be the year that Netflix really wins something big? I mean, we've seen them win in the directing and the acting categories, but I don't think that a Netflix original has ever won best comedy, best drama, or best limited series. Is that right? <laughs> I was literally stunned by this. Like, when I was looking up, like, I'm like, who are the nominees again? Like, I needed a refresher before this episode. And I was, like, doing a little digging in the history. And Netflix, yeah, they've never won in any of the big categories. Like you said, directing and the acting categories, different ones like that. But they've never actually taken home the Emmy for, like, Best Comedy, Best Drama, or Best Limited Series. And I really think they have a good chance this year. Um, We do have, we've got Bridgerton and The Crown, of course. They're nominated on the Netflix front and drama. Cobra Kai, Emily in Paris, and The Comiskey Method are all nominated for comedy. And then I believe the only limited series for Netflix that's nominated is The Queen's Gambit. But I feel like of those, I feel like that's maybe the one that could pull off. I feel like everyone was talking about Queen's Gambit. Yeah. Um, and that one could maybe net them like their first big win. I just still can't believe like they haven't won with all of the hits they've had. Like the fact that like something like Stranger Things or, or even The Crown, like that hasn't won. It's just really, I don't even know how to process that. Yeah, and that's the weird thing, because I feel like the crown, and I could be totally wrong, but I feel like the crown usually wins the best, or maybe that be is the Golden Globes. One of them, they win, they've won, like, every year that they've been in, they've won the best actress in a, in a drama series. So you'd think that with, like, that, winning that, no, like, main category would net them a win eventually. It'll be weird to see this year is like of the shows nominated for best drama, which we'll talk about, but like the crown is like the one show that I feel like is like been nominated. I guess the handmaid's tale is the other one that's like been in the running um, for this award that like you, could this be the year that they kind of uh, break through and actually win? And I feel like that that's definitely possible. So we'll talk about that in a second, but I guess should we just, do you want to jump in and just give your, your predictions for best comedy drama or a a limited series here yeah so i feel like i kind of already gave away my prediction for best comedy with ted lasso like i'll actually be a little shocked if that one doesn't win best comedy i feel like going into it it's definitely the front runner there my heart wants to say that wandavision is going to win limited series but i have a feeling it could go to mayor of east town um i just i feel like that one's getting some buzz I I hope WandaVision like that's I'm going to be rooting all in for WandaVision there but I really feel like that one. And then for drama, I'm kind of going Lovecraft Country which might be an out of the box pick, but it scored 18 nominations, one of the most nominated shows this year. When you look at the like the best drama categories, I feel like that one has the most potential to maybe take it home um of the nominees. And so I feel like that one's actually going to be the most wide open. When I look at the best drama nominations, there's not a clear front runner to me. And so it's kind of just really picking who was nominated, what what's history showed us of like what kind of shows they like to vote for. It's got the positivity of being an HBO show, which I feel like HBO always kind of has an edge there from the Emmy voter. So those are my three predictions. What are your reactions to those and then your picks? Yeah, I think um, reactions, I think you're like right on. I think Ted Lasso for sure. I don't want Mayor of Easttown to win. Mayor, I think it's Mayor. Mayor of Easttown to win. I like the show. I definitely watched it. And early on, I was all in. But, like, by the end, I was just, like, so tired of just, like, it was so, so dark and just, like, boring to me. But, um, I mean, that's just, like, my personal preference. But I think that, you know, the performances in that show are are pretty amazing. And that's the tough part. Because I would also like to see WandaVision win. And so... 
going up against Mayor of Easttown, that's tough. But um, in Lovecraft Country, I feel like is it's so crazy too. Like I, I think that's a solid pick. I would love to see that show win. I really, really enjoyed it, and I was shocked to see that HBO canceled it. Especially it was like right around the time that they like walked away with like the most nominations at the Emmys, and I'm like, they're canceling the show that is like the most popular among Emmy voters. That just seems wild to me. Um, and it was actually so. I, I feel like a lot of people tuned in and like that. For me, I think I'm, there's a little bit of a Netflix slant here, but I'm pulling for. I really, I, I'm just gonna like speak it and hope that it happens. But The Crown or Bridgerton, I feel like um, The Crown is probably right there with The Handmaid's Tale. If you're just looking at like history, like those two shows could be are, are probably the top two. Um, Bridgerton, I feel like that in terms of popularity, I bet more people watch Bridgerton than any of these shows except maybe the mandalorian possibly um just by like the for in the best drama category and then um limited series or i also picked ted lasso for comedy series and then um for limited series i went a little different direction i think the queen's gambit so when it premiered in like october 2020 or i think it was october it was really popular at the end of last year and it came it was like one of those word of mouth Shows that's like we see every once in a while on Netflix where like it just, you know, it's not getting like a ton of buzz in the press or anything like that. Obviously, everyone loves Anya Taylor-Joy, but it was like people were discovering it over like weeks and weeks and weeks. And like I saw that like chess sales, you know, like skyrocketed because people wanted to learn how to play chess or like start playing chess again. Um, I think that one is kind of that's my pick. Uh to win best limited series, but it's going to be tough. I feel like that it could go either way between Mare of Easttown, the Queen's Gambit or, um, WandaVision. But then I've heard really good things about, I may destroy you as well. I haven't actually watched that, but that is also interesting. So there's that one. See, it seems like other than the comedy, um, category, like drama and limited series seem wide open to me. Yeah, I agree. And I, it's funny you mentioned because I almost picked the Queen's Gambit as like my prediction. <laughs> and what held me back, there's like, I, it's always that weird thing of like, how will the voters go towards something fresh or will they go for something? Because it's like when you look at the eligibility period, like it's so wide this year in particular, it feels like. And so it's like, obviously it was on their mind. And it got a nomination. And then in the back of my head, I'm like, will they remember like to vote for it? Because it's always like those weird ones that come out right around the time where it's like you almost forget that they were even eligible in this year until the nominations come out. And so I'll be really curious to see. I feel like that one is a really solid pick. Um, I guess if it had come out maybe, you know, a week, couple weeks earlier and fallen into the eligibility for last year's Emmys, it would have been a slam dunk in my mind. Like there would have been yeah. no question about it winning. And I also, I'm right there with you. I'd love to see Bridgerton in particular <laughs> win. Like I feel like that'd be a win for the romance genre. Um, which is still one that, even though it's so vast, like Outlander is one that continues to be snubbed despite being such a popular show. And so it'd be kind of nice to see that genre win. And I feel like you said The Crown, it's one of the historical ones in the, this year's pool. And I feel like this season had a bit more buzz just in tackling the whole Charles and Diana stuff. So I feel like yeah. that could also give it that like edge, like to finally get it over the hump to where it wins the best drama. That's a good point. I didn't think about that because there was, yeah, like if you just look at like the buzz and like these things have to be memorable because it like you start out like in the fall and then the eligibility period ends like in late spring, right? And then it the show obviously airs in, you know, fall again. So 
it's just like what's gonna be like when do they vote and do they remember like what was notable about the season in like trying to pair it with like what's happening in like real life and definitely the crown has some parallels and people can uh look at that and it was a more um buzzy season like you mentioned with princess diana getting involved with the series and i feel like that that could be interesting to watch you know down the line um because i think we've got at least two more seasons of the crown i think two more seasons so in the future i know it's not coming back this year but um in a couple of years when we talk about the Emmys again. Um, I guess uh, we're, we're winding down here, but any bold predictions that you have um, for this year's Emmys? It's like, I don't know. I always think, what do you think is going to happen? And also, what do you want to happen? That's what I factored into my decision. <laughs> yeah, I feel like mine are both definitely the what do I want to happen? <laughs> so yeah. those are my bold predictions getting just because I want. I'm going to speak it into existence. So <laughs> my first bold prediction is that Elizabeth Olsen's going to bring home Marvel's first acting Emmy. Um, I guess it could fall into like how they announced them because, of course, I'd love to see Katherine Hahn win for WandaVision. I'd love to see Paul Bettany win for WandaVision. So I'll be happy if any of them win, you know, and take home that first Marvel acting Emmy. But that's my bold prediction there. And I'd also... I'm putting my stock behind Bridgerton's Reggie, uh, Reggie John Page, and I'm going to say he's going to pull off the upset for Bridgerton. I feel like it's one where he's being, even though that role, like everyone was talking about that. I mean, everyone knows who he is. Even if you haven't seen the show, you know who the Duke of Hastings is. And so I'll be, I, I'll be curious to see if he can pull off an upset there. I think that would be definitely a nice win for Netflix. Yeah, that I, I feel like that that that'll. Uh... If he can win, I mean, his career is like, you know, skyrocketing. Like he's going to be in a bunch of stuff off the like success of Bridgerton started booking roles for like mega, mega stuff. There's been some James Bond talk. This feels like the, you know, he wins here and then just like goes on to become like a mega star. I feel like that that's like the trajectory for him. So I could definitely see that happening for me. My bold predictions uh, that you'll like this one. Emily in Paris is going to win Best Comedy. <laughs> I don't uh, think you can get any bolder than that one right there. And can you imagine what our reaction, what Twitter's reaction will be if it happens? I think like if people, Emily in Paris beats yeah. Ted Lasso. Yeah, that would be, oh my gosh. Like, I think, because Ted Lasso is like the world's darling. And like, ever, like, Emily in Paris was like universally panned for even like, getting nominated like for the i think it was at the golden globes when it got nominated people were like what this show like it is a fine show like i do not like have any problems at all with emily in paris like i didn't love it but like it's definitely like has a place in the world and on netflix like i think people should watch it if you want to but it's just funny that people consider it to be one of the best comedies or i don't know it's definitely not as good as ted lasso so that would just be a major upset um i think the boys winning best drama is my bold prediction and i think if you look at the full just look at we've talked about bridgerton a lot in the crown lovecraft country but like pose the handmaid's tale the mandalorian this is us the handmaid's tale i think has a good chance just because of its history um the mandalorian would be interesting but i feel like that if you look like down the list of nominees the mandalorian doesn't like have that i don't know there's not a lot of other like notable Mandalorian nominations. So you'd think that giving it the best award of the night or biggest award of the night in drama would be weird. And then this is us. I feel like is kind of on like the downslope of like, 
it was more popular and better a while ago. Maybe not better. I don't know. I don't really watch the show anymore, but I feel like that's like the general consensus. And so like just looking at it, the boys is like actually positioned very well. And like, I think that there's kind of an argument to be made that like this show is kind of like a commentary on modern society and is probably the best at it right now. Um, So it could win just for that reason alone, other than, you know, it's also very funny and very good and um, emotional. It hits all the, it checks all the boxes. So uh, yeah, that's a, that's my bold prediction. (laughs) Yeah. I think the boys is, I think that is going to be one to watch. And I mean, I would love to see it win as a fan too. I feel like it is, it's such a good show. Like it's such an interesting spin too on like the superhero genre. I mean, of course Mm -hmm. we've talked a lot about WandaVision and there's so many other superhero shows out there, but this one really, it's in its own, a league of its own. And it's just such a good show. And like you said, it really is a good commentary on modern society. And so I'd love to see that one. Plus it'd be a big win just for superhero shows, which I know Watchmen kind of set the tone with winning, I think last year. Um, and so it's not like we haven't seen a superhero show mm-hmm. win at the Emmys now, but that definitely would just be a fun, I can only imagine like the reaction from the cast and the creators if that one was to win agreed and that would yeah that would just be because of all the stuff that happens in that show i feel like it's like they if that wins an emmy like oh like not just an emmy an emmy in this category would be uh incredible just for like discourse purposes um i guess we're out of time though any any last thoughts yeah let's just i'm really hoping it's a big year for netflix is my like hope of course and then wandavision of course i think i've made that known like that's my (laughs) darling my one that i'm like really rooting for but i really would love to see netflix i mean am i biased yes this is netflix slash streaming tv podcast but i feel like i'm like rooting for anything netflix will be who i'll be rooting for strongly same 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 go netflix all right we're out of time thanks everyone for listening and we'll see you next time You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.